Welcome to the Connectrio podcast. I'm Claire Perry, a primary teacher and Google Certified Innovator. During these episodes, we will hear from parents and teachers from around the world as they share their stories and experiences of effective and representative parental engagement. Hopefully, by listening to this podcast, you will be inspired to try some of these ideas in your own schools and classrooms. Our guest for this episode is Nujat Uthmani. Nujat is a primary teacher in Glasgow in Scotland and she is passionate about increasing diversity and representation across all aspects of education. I've attended a number of sessions that Nujat has been speaking at and I've always learned a lot from what she has had to say so I was really excited when she agreed to be on the podcast and I hope you enjoy this episode too. Welcome to the podcast, Nujat. Thank you. It's lovely to be here, Claire. Thanks so much for giving up your time to come and speak to us about all things parental engagement, family engagement. So thank you very much. No problem. It's great. It's a very important issue, yeah. Thank you so much. So for um, if anyone, any of our listeners haven't engaged with you or um, or met, met with you before, I wonder if you could give us an introduction. Or introduce yourself yes, my us. name is uh, Nuzat Uthmani. I am currently a primary seven teacher. And um, I am mum of two, um, boy in S3, he's 14, almost 15, and my daughter's 10 in primary six. Um, I am a wife and um, also I care for my mum. So it's still quite a busy household despite lockdown. Um, It's been a really kind of a good experience for us all to kind of be together. Um, Other than that, I teach in the kind of specialising in the values of global citizenship. Um, I am a founder of a website called Global Citizenship Education Scotland and really the ethos um, of the website and of my teaching on a day-to-day basis is is all about equality and fairness for everyone and trying to get that across the whole curriculum um, and not just in specific, you know, topics. Thank you so much. Yes, and I, I've been fortunate to attend some of the events that you've run and learned so much from those events. So if anyone hasn't um, visited the website or gone to any of those events, I definitely recommend that they do. Um, lot, lots to take away from them. So thank you for, for all that you're doing for us. Before we talk about sort of examples of family engagement, I wonder if you could share why you think it's important, why you think effective parental engagement is important. Yeah, I think we've known, you know, for a long time that obviously there is a two-way relationship between schools and parents and families. I think that, you know, has always been the case. However, I think the the need to understand the importance of parental engagement has, you know, has been kind of evolving um, in the way that different needs evolve, you know, as time goes on as well. And I think we do have a good understanding at the moment of the importance of having a strong two-way relationship for the benefit of the pupils themselves so and I think that's a lot of it is to do with providing a strong support network for our learners so they know they are supported at home with what they are doing but they know they also have that support in school and that you know we they know that we can work together as teachers and school leaders uh, with families you know to help them and to help support families and I think as well you know the school's role in that sense is not only to support the pupils but it is about supporting families through their kind of educational journeys as well um, so I do think again yeah, in that sense it's really important and of course this last year with what we've experienced 
you know, it has really brought to the forefront just how strong that relationship needs to be. There has had to be a very, um, you know, large level of trust between schools and families for the sake of benefiting those learners and making sure they're doing the best they can under the very tricky circumstances and the very different circumstances that everyone has been in. And that's not just for families, but also for teachers, because teachers have had to obviously deal with their own personal circumstances while continuing to teach or to support their families. So yeah, we've had to have, develop a really good relationship in that sense. And I think the good things that we have managed to do in terms of communication channels, I think have improved greatly over the last year. That's something definitely we need to take forward. And you know, we don't want to lose the good kind of progress we've made. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely been more of a conversation over the last year, but it's it's not just been important. As you say, this last year, it's something we um, we can hopefully take forward some of the positives that we've learned. Definitely. I wonder if you could share an example of effective parental engagement that you've experienced either yourself as a teacher or as a parent with us. I have a really important example, actually, and I quite enjoy sharing it because before I became a teacher, I had my background was in marketing and finance and banking and things. And um, I had taken a career break when I had had my son and I was doing, working from home in various bits and pieces. And when he started school in primary one, um, at the end of near the end of the school year, when I got his final report through and the report listed uh, first early level, first level, second level. And he was at he was starting first level in some areas. But to me, I had no idea what that meant because I had no idea what the Scottish curriculum was at the time. And I'm sure that there are lots of parents in that situation. So one, you know, I had been out of obviously schooling for so many years, so you don't have any, um, you know, you don't, you don't have any kind of access because it's not something that you're dealing with. Plus I also grew up in England. <laughs> So again, the system is doubly different. And that will be the case for many parents who maybe are from abroad as well. So they don't have that understanding. So I'm thinking, oh, my boy's quite bright. Why is he not on second level? You know? So then Absolutely. I contacted the head teacher and I said, look, I don't understand this report. And he said to me, okay, come in and we'll we'll go through it. So at the end of one day, he invited me in. And I think we must have sat for an hour and he literally sat, you know, with the big curriculum for excellent folders that we, you know, we had. Those big green folders, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he sat through and he talked me through the whole curriculum. And, you know, I left having a really good understanding of one, where my son was and what his journey was going to be going forward. And I think that is such a good example for us as teachers. You know, I never at any point felt silly for asking these questions. He made me very welcome. He, you know, he explained everything really clearly. And I felt as a parent a bit more empowered to say, right, I know I'm going to be able to support my son because I understand now. And I think that's a really good example because during lockdown, obviously, we've seen that, you know, there is, I feel, such a lack of understanding between what people think happens in school and through the educational process and what is actually going on on a day-to-day -day basis. And I do think we need to do a lot more work in bringing parents on board in that way to say, look, this is the curriculum and this is what your child will be doing at every stage to get that better understanding so parents can support better. So for me, that started my interest. So I very much credit that head teacher for where I am today. 
you know, because I eventually then went back to college and I did early years and then I did the primary um, training. So, yeah, I think it's a really fantastic example of what it can look like. Thank you. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That really speaks to the the sort of relationship there that you, you could just go and say, look, I don't yeah. I don't know what this is about. Can you explain it to me? And and I think having that experience of um, being the parent prior to being a parent prior to being in teaching um for those of us who are are you know in education we use some of the, the the jargon and things and you might not know what what parents do and, and don't know so yeah that's a really powerful example thank you for sharing mm -hmm. um you touched a little bit on um or, or you, you seem to be touching a little bit on some of the barriers there um but i wonder if you could explore that a bit further what do you think are some of the barriers to effective parental engagement I think that the main ones that come to mind and from the experience I've had being on parent councils myself as well then for my children and engaging with them as a teacher, I think a lot of the um, barriers come from this kind of distance that parents and families feel from the education system. So it could also be, it could be the lack of knowledge that they have then about the curriculum and how schools work, which is definitely not their fault because I think that responsibility is on us. Um, also, I think, you know, people are influenced about with their own experiences of um, education and how involved they were or maybe how involved their parents were. So if I give you an example, we also need to consider about how we are engaging with different um, people from different backgrounds. So I know, for example, my parents, you know, obviously grew up in the Indian subcontinent and they have an image um, or it's traditional to be extremely respectful towards educators and through teachers. And, you know, teachers are never to be questioned. You know, you take on board what the teachers and the school leaders say. And, and I think in that kind of tradition, sometimes they would find it hard to engage and come and question a head teacher if they weren't sure about something. So we need to understand those. Sometimes barriers exist as well, where people don't feel confident to come forward. And especially, I think, if they've had bad experiences, you know, poor experiences in their own education, then again, you feel this barrier that you don't want to engage. So, um, but um, yeah, so I think it's also about then how inclusive we make our school environments. So not just necessarily on parent councils, um, which, you know, we know in parent councils are a great system, I think, and they do help a lot in the decision-making process. But again, they lack diversity um, quite often from deep people in different backgrounds, which. I fear then that their voices are not included enough. So um, in the kind of decision-making and what might suit their families and what might suit their children's needs because there's nobody there speaking up on their behalf. But apart from that, I think we need to think about just the way we generally run our schools. How do we make sure that people from different backgrounds are seen you know, within our schools? How are we valuing them? And I don't mean just by celebrating Diwali or just by doing Chinese New Year. You'll know, Claire, that I speak a lot about kind of interdisciplinary learning and embedding um, a diversity and equality across all our subjects, you know. So I think um, that's really important for us to, to show that everyone is welcome. You know, it's not enough to say it. It's not enough to have a banner saying everybody's welcome. You know, you need to put that into practice so that everyone feels that you are approachable you know, and they can bring forward their ideas as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And there are some fabulous examples of how to do that on, on the website that you refer to at the start yeah. of the show. Um, yeah, 
I wonder then if we could explore that a bit further about ways we could overcome some of the barriers to increase representative uh, parental engagement, particularly, you know, you referenced that there, there is that lack of diversity. Um, can you share how you think we could overcome some of those barriers? Um, well, I, I do feel really strongly about this point again that I've been saying about really making parents and families understand what we are doing in schools. So I think, and I know some schools are doing this where they'll have workshops for parents on maths or they'll do active spelling workshops, you know, and you can, especially in the earlier kind of infant years, here's how you can help your child at home and things like that. We do do things like that, but I would specifically like to see more workshops related to the structure of the curriculum and how the different subjects link together and what progression looks like. I think that would really help parents and carers be able to support their learners better in the way that we know as teachers that in, like I'm, you know, I am, I'm primary seven this year. So I know that my pupils need to be at a certain level because they're going to high school to see that progression. But I feel if I shared that same progression with my parents, it, uh, it gives them that focus as well. And again, it's building that partnership that we are working together to support this, you know, this learner to achieve where they need to be. So I think it's hard for them to do that unless they fully understand what the curriculum looks like. So I think we do need to bring more people on board in that sense to do some kind of regular communication. And again, now that these online forums have become so effective, you know, for us as, you know, for so many people, I think in different professions, networking has become so much easier and getting to know people within your profession. You know, parent councils have been online as well. And that has actually seen a lot more people joining because it's so much more accessible. So yeah, definitely, I think this is something that should continue, but it's almost like CPD, but for parents, you know, just to really build that knowledge and um, partnership with them. Um, I also think we need to maybe call on parents' expertise a bit more. So for example, you know, you'll have, when we talk about careers and, you know, we'll say, oh, so-and-so's parents maybe in medicine or so-and-so's parents are policemen or you know you know we talk about I feel traditional careers and we'll get parents in to talk about that but I think it's really important to value everyone's experience so you know if you own a if you own a small shop you know that's still skills for life you know it's an important uh, skill set to run a business you know and I think we need to diversify again the kind of skills we're bringing in and making that inclusive environment for all parents and carers to come in. There may be parents who don't work because, for example, they're caring for somebody. You know, that's important too. So I think it's about changing that narrative that we give in schools that you must go to university, for example, or you must study a certain amount, or you must have a career in this, this, this. You know, I think we need to include more of society and that will hopefully bring in more families as well you know, to showcase that everyone is valued in that sense. Um, but yeah, I think that would be a good start. And of course, the other thing is in my school, and my school is actually very diverse, and the parent council also were looking to um, translate some of their meetings. Um, so I've been translating in Urdu for them. So again, to reach out with people with different languages. So if that can be sent out to all parents, even those that don't attend parent council meetings, you know, then that's another way of trying to engage people. So it's all about, I think, just trying to reach out and making it as, as inclusive as possible. Amazing. Yes, thank you so much. Um, just so much to take away from that. I'm, I'm sitting here nodding. Um, I know that on the podcast, people can't see me. <laughs> <Yeah>. nodding. <laughs> no, it's great. Um, 
For those who would like to get in touch with you after listening to the podcast, I wonder if you want to share your Twitter handle, your website with us. Yeah, so um, you can get me on Twitter at, at nuthmani. Um, the website also has a Twitter handle, which is at GC Education Scott. Um, and it now has an email address as well, which is gceducationscott at gmail.com. And you'll see the website link to the blog for um, on both the Twitter accounts as well. Thank you so much. Um, so much to take away from our conversation today. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for joining us, Nujat. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Connectrio podcast. Let us know on Twitter and Instagram at ConnectrioEd and share this episode if you think someone else might be interested. We'll be back next week where we hear from Jennifer Cassa Todd. Jennifer is a teacher, author, librarian from Ontario, Canada, and she will be sharing ways she's utilised social media and student voice to increase parental engagement. You can also catch up on some of our previous episodes if you can't wait until then. Have a great week, everyone.